Good evening. Let me take this opportunity to welcome you all here this evening to a very special evening, this nostalgia night as we celebrate our 50th anniversary. What a wonderful time we have had so far with the services on Sunday, with the time we had last Saturday at Adventure Learning Center, with the Family Fun Day, and we had a very good crowd out two weeks ago when we had our fun and run and walk right here from Calvary. And, um, and after we returned, the ladies were so generous, they fixed breakfast for us. So it's good to see each and every one of you here again this evening. I'm going to ask you now that if you would just bow with me as we look to the Lord in prayer, as we commit the evening to him. Our Father, what a wonderful privilege and joy it is tonight to gather in this place, in this building this auditorium which is dedicated to our founding pastor, Earl Weech. And we come tonight, our Father, as we reflect back these 50 years on your many blessings that you have blessed us with. Father, we thank you for the pastors that we have had over the years. We know they were sent from you for the time they were here to minister amongst us. And we thank you for those of our people who have faithfully served over these years. In the ministry, Father, that you have called them to, whatever that is, they have been faithful, and we thank you, Father, for it. But above all, our Father, as we reflect upon the faithfulness of your people, we reflect upon your faithfulness to us. You have seen us through many difficult and trying times, yet you have brought us out victorious, and we can say thanks be to God for his many blessings and mercy upon us. And so tonight we ask our Father that you would bless us as we reminisce tonight on what you have done over these 50 years. This we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, thank you, Brother Jerry. Um, as you can see, I'm not standing on the stage because I... Um, I'm probably a voice that you're going to hear. You're probably going to hear me mostly and see me. Um, this evening's program will take the format of a series of interviews and conversation between seven persons and yourselves. Now, these are persons that I would venture to say you don't get to see very, 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 very often 
on the pulpit or on the platform of our church, but they're definitely present. Um, I'd like to begin by introducing you to the men that will occupy our panel for this evening. The first one is Kenny Sawyer, and he is, of course, needs very little introduction. And anything further, he's probably going to tell you himself. The next person, the next gentleman to occupy the platform for the evening is Dave Hamilton. And next in line is Steve Lowe. If you can occupy the eastern side for us, if, if the next two occupy the eastern side. And last but not least, a voice that you hear more than, than anything else with, with music set to it, is Tillman Bethel. Hey, gentlemen, you can have a seat. If you can take the, the two inner seats, Kenny and step over a little bit. Okay, good evening, gentlemen. I believe the, I believe the microphones work, but um, I'm going to begin by, by um, telling you a little bit about what I know of, of Dave Hamilton. And he, he kind of looked at me and he warned me not to, to ask him any difficult questions. Well, these questions are all about himself and um, some other people. And I don't think it's too, he usually has a good story up his sleeve. But I'll begin by asking him to tell us a little bit about himself in about a minute or so on um, his, the, the year that he came to Calvary Bible Church. Nice. Um, not much to say about me. I joined. I came from the temple. With, I came from the temple with Calvary. Well, with the then pastor. And um, as I say, the rest is history. Okay. And brother Steve, next. I I came from the temple as well. That first night we met together and. Brother Frankie's showroom. All right, and Tilburn. I came from the temple also and met the first night in Pindus Simonizing. I was 11 years old. All right. I, I, I knew that. I mean, I was told that. I didn't want to say it, but if you can do arithmetic, then you, know, you got his age. Um, and Kenny, last but not least. Yeah, I, um, I also came from... Um, Evangelistic Temple, and um, was um, there at the first meeting in um, Pinda Sam and Eisen building also. Okay, okay, and I always... I was a little older than Tillman. All right. <laughs> All right by about two months. <laughs> no, okay. All right, beginning, okay, back to Brother Hamilton. Could you tell us, as quickly as you can, um, what was the 
political climate of the country at the time. Now, just to, to let you all in on a little bit about him, he was not born to Bahamas. Um, you know, pretty much like my own father, he came came in not with the police force, but with some other force. But um, came to Bahamas as a as a, as, a, as a non-Bahamian, obviously. But tell us what you saw the political climate to be like in the country at the time. To me, the political climate was okay. You have, um, well, everybody liked the country, black, white, whatever, and nobody likes it more than the other, even though they may not make it possible that everybody could be equal. At that time, well, when I came, the PLP was just in, in its early stages. Because when I came, I could only hear about the white man and the black man. I asked if there was any um, political party. Then I found out that there was a young party called the PLP and the old guard, as they call it, the UVP. Um, it was not as tense as... They try to rewrite history now by telling you about the certain hatred and stuff like that. There wasn't that amount of hatred. There was, and still to some extent, some prejudices on both sides. I, um, I have information that um, I can't reveal. I should not reveal, and I wouldn't live long enough to say I reveal it. Or I'm sorry I reveal it. <laughs> so I'll just leave that at that. All right, fair enough. All right. Interesting picture, but come back to that. Um, Brother Tillman, someone told me that you began singing as a teenager. I mean, as far as, far as conversion and um, becoming a Christian, were you, at age 11, were you a Christian at the time, and when did you begin to participate in the musical ministry of what was, I guess, the former part evangelistic temple and the new Calvary Bible Church? Well, I, I, I um, attended church in Sunday school. Um, I could remember, I mean, my mom and dad brought me every Sunday. We attended Sunday school in the morning, Sunday school in the afternoon, and church at night. And um, I always thought, I was always a good boy, and I always thought that I was a Christian until um, I think I was about 15 years old, and I realized that I needed to accept Christ as my Savior, which I did. And it was a Sunday afternoon. Um, well, actually, I accepted Christ then, but then I sort of like got into a backsliding position. And then after Stephanie and I were married and we were um, not really attending church on a regular basis on a Sunday afternoon, Brother Ron, Springle and Greg Sweeting, who happens to be my cousin, they came to visit us and everything. And um, after they left, I rededicated, we both rededicated our life back to Christ. And I was always singing in school, always in musicals at Aquinas College. And I started singing in Calvary Bible's choir under the direction of Ted Pierce, and that's about 36 years ago, I think. And I've been singing since then. And I feel that God has given me that ministry, and until he takes it away or I go home to be with him, I'm going to keep on singing. I believe, um, if, I, if memory says... 
my memory serves me correctly, your house was just across the street, right? Where's that? Right across Sorry. the street. Yeah. No, yeah. No. Yeah. no, 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 no. My, my mom and dad didn't live there until years later. We, okay. we actually lived on Shirley Street. Shirley street. Right. Yeah. I, 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 well, that, that would tell you where my memory is because I knew them to live. Right, across the street. Just yeah. across the street. Right. Yeah. Okay, and um, Brother Steve, as an association member, I mean, I, I always, you know, today, I often say I'm somewhat envious of you men that actually got to mix concrete and lift bricks and tote whatever to, to make this edifice come to life. Mm -hmm. When did the association actually begin? And I think you're still a member today. Can you comment on that? You mean the association with building the church? The association of Calvary Bible Church. Perhaps there are a couple persons that don't actually know what the association is, believe it or not. Oh, but, um, okay. Just give us a little okay, my, indication of what Some things is. stand out good in my memory and some things don't. <laughs> I remember all of, the, all of the men, but now whether they... I would think on the, the first association, of course, would have been, would have been all of the founding, the founding members, Brother Jay Schill. Uh, Carl Marie, um, uh, Brother, um, uh, oh yeah, Redith, and, and also um, uh, Raymond Thompson, uh, Brother Merlin Albury, and uh, probably Renard Lowe too. All of those that, that, and there are a couple more. There are some more there. Some more? Well, Homer, yeah, Homer was on there until he died. Donnie Johnson. And Donnie. Meredith. Yeah. Brother Meredith, too. I mentioned, yeah, Brother Merlin, I mentioned him, I think. Brother Merlin was the architect uh, that did all the drawings for the church. Are you any relation to Renard Lowe? Were you any relation? Renard, no. Maybe some no. distant family, no. Get close. Oh, that, uh, okay. Okay. Sorry. Renard was a builder. Mm. Okay. He helped build the church. Right. Um, he was more, the contractor, I think. No. All right. um, with his dad, it was something. Uh, uh, Renard? Renard yeah. Lewis. Mm. Okay, it's, 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 now it's okay if you talk to each other. That, that's fine, you know, but you <laughs> talk into the microphone so that we can. In, Enjoy oh, we were just confirming that Renard mm -hmm. was a contractor. Okay. Because mm -hmm. we'd like to enjoy some of the conversation between right. you four as well. Yeah. Okay, and Brother Kenny, um, as, again, as far as I can remember, in writing out some, some notes here, I always remembered, to my mind, as far as the Calvary Quartet, quartet is concerned, you are one of the bass singers that stand out. How long were you a member of the choir? I believe you were a member of the choir as well. Quartet, specifically. Um, when the group moved to um, Pindasamonizing, um, I, I was in a backslidden position. Um, I accepted Christ as Savior um, at Evangelist Temple at the age of 12. But I was in a backslidden position, but on the um, first night of services there, 
at Pinda Sam and I and I rededicated my life. And I want to think now, um, uh, the next Thursday night after the Sunday night, um, I joined the choir. And um, I liked the bass part. And um, rest his soul, I thought I'd sit beside Brother Jay Thompson and try and follow along. That was foolish of me. I ended up with a pain in my chest trying to get down that low. But uh, um, I've been singing bass since that time, enjoyed it, and um, I want to continue as long as God will allow. I, and I, I, remember, I remember speaking to you on the phone, well, well, I mean, a couple of times, but more recently, and I almost thought it was Sean or Kyle. And it was, you know, I mean, the voice sounded very, very young. Yeah. And it's almost <clears throat> amazing for a bass singer to continue to sound so young. That's And, um, of course, from that um, branched off into um, a number of groups, a uh, quartet, um, but um, probably the most known would be the um, Calvary Quartet, which um, consisted of um, Billy Sands, Gerald Pinder, Sonia Pinder, and um, Pansy Russell, and myself. Um, that was the, the um, most known, I would say, say. And I remember there was, a, there was an album. That's right. Album yeah. cover, Wonderful Feeling. That's right. I remember it well. Yeah. Taken on a beach. I wa I'd want to think it was Hog Island near the Breakers, where we went camping, but I was told that was not where it was. Yeah. No, um... That, um, that photo was taken um, on the waterfront side, just east of the um, poop deck at Sandy Port, mm -hmm. where those apartments are now. Mm -hmm. That was all rock at one time. And um, Billy Gerald and I lifted that piano in the right position for the photographer to do that photo. I, be I believe my, my mother still has that album. Yeah. And I used to sit for several minutes and wonder, how do you all get that piano that of that it. rock? That was it. Yeah. All right. Okay. Um, are they going to stay there? They're going to stay there in place. There'll be time for, for questions from the audience to all of you. But um, just let's take a quick break and um, about five minutes, and Clem is going to come with a, with a trivia. Let's give him a round of applause, please. Tonight, I've been charged with the responsibility of giving away gifts. So the bigger you smile at me, the better things may be for you, okay? And let, and let me say that, um, you know, I came from Trinidad, and I decided not to come to Nassau until the church was built and ready. <laughs> okay? <laughs> so I left it to these guys to do all the hard work, and here I am enjoying the benefits of it, right? Of course, I didn't just come here. I met Shirley in December of 1969. Just about, I, I came to the Bahamas in September of 1969, 68, sorry, and I met Shirley in December of that same year. 
Some of you may remember Vera Bain. Yeah, Vera, Vera and her husband Francis. They introduced me to Shirley. Um, she lived right here on Mount Royal Avenue. And she hooked on to me from then and she's still hooked now. <laughs> but, uh, but that's it. We, we did that. I didn't have, I didn't have very much time to do anything else because that was December of 1968. We got engaged. In October, I think it was, of 69, and by March of 70, I was a married man. My mother couldn't believe it. She said, you behaved as though there were no women in Trinidad. You know, it's, you run to Nassau and just suddenly got married. So, But that's, that's the way life goes. But I'm not here to share in that. I'm here to deal with this trivia. Now, <clears throat> the trivia is going to be quite easy. A song will be played, and the first hand that goes up that gives the correct answer of who's singing, will win, for the first trivia, a $50 John Bull gift certificate. All right? And so we're starting at 50 so you know. We're doing good business tonight. So would you please listen for the sound? Whenever you have it, you can raise your hand. Life is like a mighty You're part of the show. You're part of the show. Okay. We want it from the audience. Here we go. No. No. The young people tell you. <clears throat> yeah. So can you continue, please? We got. Who's it? No, no. We're going to have some good guesses here tonight, I believe. Many times we'll leave the heart with questions. Here we go. No, it's not. It's not the way it sounds. I'm sorry. No, no. We're going to run through everybody in the church by the time this is finished. No, it's not. No, I'm afraid not. No, no, not Pastor Weesh. No, we, we're going to have to stay, stay with it. Ah, uh, your wife is probably right. No, it's not. And no, no, boy, you're all far away from this answer. You're all very far away from the answer. Is that the right song, Wilfred? Yeah, there you go. You play some more. If you don't get it, I, keep, I get to keep all the gifts. Any hands up? Let's go, Crystal. I'm so sorry to have to tell you that that... I wish you would win, but I can't cheat for you either. We're in church. <laughs> there you go. No, boy, hey. This, this, these, these two persons singing. First, let me say it's male and female singing. And these persons, these persons singing really didn't make an impact on you. 
unfortunately. Give us just a bit more, please. No, I'm afraid not. No. Oh, here we go. No, no, no. I mean, I mean, we are going further away. <laughs> Pastor Weish? No, Pastor Weish and Pastor... And Sister Weish. No, no, it's not, you know. Philip and Venona is not. Yeah. No, it's not. You really got to stretch your, You got to stretch here a little bit. Even Eleanor doesn't know this. Huh. I thought you of all people would have this time. <laughs> I may have to go to Steve after all. Yes, Steve. Your wife and Chappie. You're absolutely right. Absolutely right. <laughs> That's right. Shirley Foster and Chappie. Steve, you're not supposed to be receiving that tonight, however. Uh, so, well done. Uh, would, you, would, you, would you begin that song again from the start? <laughs> and I had nothing to do with picking these songs, eh? Life is like a mighty sea, so tossed and river. I'd give yourselves a round of applause for, all right? Wonderful, wonderful. Now we have, we have yet another song for you. Let's check the gift out. Wow. Two tickets on the fast ferry round trip to Lutra, I assume, to wherever they go. Two round trip tickets on the fast ferry. So, can we have that? I believe some of you will get this one quickly. I have found a hiding place when so. I don't know which hand went up first. Brother Ron. Winona, you're so correct, yeah. That's right. That's right. That's Winona Sawyer. And uh, yes, you also get $50. You and Steve could go shopping now. Well, that's it for now. I'll be back with some better and bigger prizes. So, And we've got one especially for the young people. So hang in there, youngsters. Okay. All right. I know you want about old people like Shirley and Winona and Chappie. Yeah, I can sleep home tonight, I'm sure. All right, and those, those Clem, Clem is purchasing those prizes themselves, so they, they're going to get better and better. Okay, um, in the, this last few minutes, 
and the time flies so flies by so quickly. Um, Brother Kenny, your earliest memories of Pastor Rich. Earliest memories. My earliest memories of um, Brother Rich were. And, and, and excuse me, the reason I'm asking you this is because you have just been about, well, you wouldn't have been too, too old. I don't know, too, maybe too old to be a kid, too young to be an adult, perhaps. Well, my earliest um, recollection of Brother Rich was um, when he um, was preaching in um, Glad Tidings Tabernacle. And then the move came from Glad Tidings Tabernacle down to Evangelistic Temple. So I, my first recollection of um, Brother Rich was back in um, um, Glad Tidings Tabernacle in Camp Road. Okay, and just moving down the line, the other three gentlemen, same, same question. For me? Yes, sir. Oh, in 1960, at the temple. See, I was saved in the Assemblies of God Church in Jamaica. So when I came, I searched on the Assemblies of God Church. And at that time, I think that was the only one in Nassau. Um, no, um, Richard Sands was building, was renting out in, um, in Blue, Hill, Blue Hill Road, by some place by the post office. But that was my earliest recollection. And up to, up to that point, you had been here in the Bahamas how, about how long? Just about a month. Just about a month. Mm -hmm. It's very interesting, coming from a far, all the way from Jamaica, which I imagine was pretty far at the time, to come right to Glad Tidings. Not Glad Tidings, the temple. Evangelist, yes, Evangelistic Temple. Yeah. And to, to meet up with the rest of these people. Mm hmm some people call it destiny. Some people call I it... I would think so. Right. Yes, with um, Pastor Weish, I, I attended the Glad Tidings as well, but I don't remember him. I mean, he didn't come to my memory at that point. I remember him at the temple, and I, it was that last... I could remember the last sermon that he spoke that morning before we came over to the... Um, to Pindasemonizing. Brother Tillman, do you remember anything about that sermon? Not really. That, that last sermon? Or that last Not meeting? really. I was there and I remember it, but I was, I guess I was too young. Because mm. yeah, I, I, um, I was going with my parents to Glad Tidings also, but I don't remember any of that. I was... Mm. All right. Well, yeah. But I remember the sermon, but to tell you exactly what it, you know, Oh, yeah. I don't. I don't remember that. You know, I am always told that I remember a lot, and my family often calls me to find out these little pieces of trivia: what happened when. But two weeks ago, my sister here, Marge, in church, recalled Pastor Rich and Sister Rich coming to our house to to pray for our, what was our new house. And I have no. I was there, right? <laughs> yeah, I was there. But I have no, absolutely no recollection of that. I do remember Pastor Rich as I was being dropped to Sunday school one morning, and he and Brother Wilfred were standing up talking. So for quite a while, I always thought that Brother Wilfred 
was Pastor Rich. So, you know, I mean, um, it's one of those things. So, pardon me? A lot of people thought so. A lot of people, uh, actually, that, that, that's right. They are, they are for more reasons than one. Um, but, um, of course, I, became, I, I came to know better in, in later years. Um, Brother Steve, as far as the sound ministry, was the sound ministry as complex and developed as what you, as what you see now happening? I mean, these guys, about three cameras, a whole soundboard, but always, always very good sound and very good music. When we started out here with Pastor Rich, upstairs there, basically in the same corner where we start, we always kept it there, was one little tiny mixer that held about four channels, and that's, that's all we had. And then, um, of course, when we started broadcasting on our own, making up the broadcast, we made the studio here and Billy Sands was very instrumental in getting the equipment and he worked hard in there on that um, getting it ready but we would do all of our recordings in there um, which which was quite different from today <laughs> but, but the sound is the sound is still there I, I was told by a much older person <clears throat> when they heard the choir sing I think it was last week just last week it sounded very, very much like the very, very, very early days. Oh, yes. That reminded us of the old days, yeah. All right. Um, okay. Well, gentlemen, thank you very much. Um, don't, don't go away. Um, thank you very much for participating. I mean, I'm sure there are lots of questions building up in the minds of the audience. But um, if you just each take a seat to your respective right, and your left, and I'm going to call on some ladies to to come to the stage. <clears throat> I believe we're going to have a little bit more fun with this particular panel because the the men are usually more serious. But um, if you just move to the right, the first lady I'm going to call on, um, she has <clears throat> she has four children, four children. But I always for some reason, in observing her over the many years, I always thought there were many, 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 many more than, than four children. Idina Burroughs is the, is the first. Um, first lady on our panel. And, um, Next female I'm going to call on is is actually I I she's she's actually she's actually my cousin, believe it or not, and um, that's why that's why she's actually she's actually my cousin, and I'm going to get her to explain how that works. Her name is Murdy Low. And we have had conversations about this, but that's, that's almost pretty much verified. Not exactly an untruth. And of course, last but not least again, uh, the mother of four children and someone in my mind that, that conceptually I think of, of as having many more than four children, Sally Colebrook.
Okay, I'm, I'm going to begin with Sister Marie. I'm sure probably left a question in people's minds. Explain, can you explain the way I describe you? How you and I got cousins? Yes. Okay. I married a gentleman from Green Turtle Key. Wilfred's mom is from Green Turtle Key, and everybody is your family when you live on the island. And Sister Dory, I met her many years ago when they joined the church, and Wilfred and Marge and Marilyn and Judith were little boys and girls. And we grew up together all the time through Awana and through church. And so Wilfred and I are family. (laughs) Brother Wilfred. Yes, ma'am. Can I help these old gentlemen to understand something? Please, please, go right ahead. When, I'm a little bit younger than them, but when we left Glad Tidings, it was Brother John and Sister Bonnie Wilkinson that was at um, Evangelistic Temple. And if you don't believe me, you check with Sister Sally. (laughs) (laughs) Sister Sally. Yeah, they were the pastors, and then Pastor Each came. Thank you. Sister Sally, do you wish to confirm or deny that or support her in that? Sister Sally? True? Is is that a true (laughs) true or false? I I hate to say false, but... How true is it? It's very true. Very true, very true. And again, the mother of four children and, and of course, I guess almost perhaps adopted mother of so many more, Sister Idina Burroughs. Welcome. I'm glad you're able to be here tonight. Okay, I'm going to begin with Sister Murdy. Um, Sister Murdy, the couple, couple things that come to mind, other than our... The thing that makes me famous, uh-huh. being related to yourself and Scott. Um, Awana, the Awana ministry. I remember being a part of the Awana ministry from pretty much, not from the inception, but at the time when the, the boys from the Stockaders and Battalion organization joined the Awana ministry. Could you tell us about that transition? Okay. Um, when the boys joined the club, their biggest fear was that we were going to make them wear skirts. But after they got over that fear and they elected uh, Brother Jerry Sawyer to be their commander, um, it was pretty easy because Awana had all the materials printed for you. And so all we had to do was buy the supplies and train the men. And sometimes they'd give us a little bit of trouble because they were still thinking they were in stockaders. But they came around after a while. And I, and I was one of them. You I, were one. I, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Well, I, I'd like to, just like to say something. One of ministry is, a, is a, as far as an outreach, is, as you know, is a stellar organization, top-notch, and has been from day one. I did not last very long in the Iwana and Shipmate organization. Uh-huh. Um, it was a bit of culture shock coming from camping on the beach and Paradise Island and elsewhere, intense, and um, sleeping on the beach to come into Iwana. And I thought at age 15, I mean, joining the girls, I thought that would have been cool. Uh-huh. <clears throat> Didn't work too well. That was a GCE year, or close to GCE year, so I, I was not in Iwana for very long. 
of course, I came back as a leader, and I remember how well, how organized Nwana was, particularly under Sister Moody and Brother Scott. Um, and then you, of course, had the others as well. Um, you were also known for doing stuff, very, being very creative. Decora <clears throat> decorations, tell us a little bit about that. People may not know about that part of you. About decorating? Mm -hmm. Well, mostly I did weddings, mm -hmm. but I did help Sister Vivi and my sister Janet with Mother's Day, Father's Day, whatever they were doing, we would do that. And Sister Vivi, everything had to be perfect. I remember being to the church some nights till 2 in the morning, me, her, and Scott, and the good Lord, I remember one night she had us looking and looking to make sure something was positioned just right until my eyes were blurred. And so she didn't trust my opinion anymore. She told Scott, you go down from the baptistry and you check it, because I don't think Murdy's seeing too good right now. <laughs> but she was a perfectionist, and everything that she did, especially for the Lord's service and work, had to be done to her best. Absolutely. Uh, Sister Idina, as far as children, and I kind of mentioned this when we spoke a little while ago, four children, but off the top of my head, I can remember a station wagon with about 17 children. I mean, and I'm thinking back early 70s, late 60s, and straight through. Reason for that? What was what was the? First, I'd like to apologize <laughs> for my voice. I lost it somehow. I don't know where it is. I hope I find it. But I, just before I talk about that, Brother Wilfred, the Vich family, I I was a part of that when I was about ten, twelve years old. I could remember uh, my mother. Well, you're talking about family, Sister Murdy, Brother Alan, Sister Pritchard, Sister Sadie, because Sister Sadie, mother-in-law, and Brother Vish, mother, were sisters. They, they were my family, right, Sister Pritchard? They, they, we were, so, you. so, <laughs> so, I know Brother Vish from Camp Road, Glad Tidings. We used to have children's meeting on Tuesday, and, uh, my mother, our family was an Anglican, and my mother had a problem with that. So she said, what I'm going to do, I'm going to get you confirmed, and then you don't go back there no more. But like how the Lord had a hard workout. In 1963, I came to Calvary Bible Church. When I came, we had Sunday school out in the yard under a tree. And... Um, I left Carmichael Road. Before I left Carmichael Road, I left Pierre Sister Rosie down there. I used to, for her children, was the first step I started to bring to church. And then she came, and she's still here. Sister Carmen, I brought her and her children. They're still here. I used to have, like he said, about 17, and that's true. You know, we used to, the fellowship was good. And the kids got along. Now, if you put 17 of this age people in your car, you have trouble. But they... They, they just wanted to come to church. And, Brother Wilfred, it, it's a pleasure to meet some of these 
kids then who I used to bring to church stop me on the street or someplace and say, Sister Idina, you remember me? You used to take me to church, but you know I gave my heart to the Lord. I have so much to be thankful for. Thank you. And of course, of course, um, Pat, Pat knows. How could you forget? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. not here. I'll be in the doghouse. Patrick, Patrick's mother was my first cousin. When she died, Patrick was like eight years old. I took Patrick to live with me. So Patrick grew up in my house. My mother-in-law also lived there. And she said she have never met a manly child like Patrick knows. When I see when I see Patrick little stepping on the side, I say, boy, the dead woman said you're the best child in the world. But Patrick has never given me any, any, any problem. Never. What, what happened is some of you might remember Sister Sarag. I used to go to her because that's where I was able to have devotions with my children and um, bring them up in the right way. And I remember Pat went to Nassau Christian Academy. And one night they were talking about what they want to do when they leave school. Patrick said, I've already given my life to the Lord. The first thing I want to do when I leave school, I want to get married. And that's what he did. <laughs> and he, and as he, as he, I can say this because Pat ain't here. Is he still behaving today? As far as I'm concerned, he's one of the best child next to Evan and Andy and Karen and Debbie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And, and I, I mean, you know, I, forgive me, but I have a microphone in my hand, so I guess I can do this. I claim another connection to the same lady. I mean, um, another one of these people, because she happens to be the best friend of the woman who would have been my mother-in-law, correct? A lot yeah. of people don't know that, but of course, I vaguely remember Vanry's mother, but I, I was told, let's just say as I got closer to the family, that you were her best friend. Yeah, uh, Ruth and I work at Botelgo. We lived in the same area. We walked to work, and we walked back home from work. Those days, you could walk. And uh, when Ruth got married and moved to Abaco, that was like a big junk. Uh, you know, it was a really, it was really hard. And uh, when Ruth uh, got sick and came to Nassau and went to the hospital, two days before her funeral, I had surgery. I had major surgery. The doctor said I couldn't leave the hospital. I said, well, I don't know how you're going to stop me. And I checked myself out of the hospital because I had to be to the funeral. Van Rea and Owen and Denise, they know the connection. We are very, very, very close. And you, you all know I love you all. All right. Okay. Yes, Brother Amlin. Talking, going back to Sunday school, I must put in a plug for Brother Frankie Pinder right here. Um, I was living down in um, the pit road. The pits now. <laughs> And he used to come there for me every Sunday morning for the family. I had my bicycle, but, you know, four people couldn't hold on the bicycle then. And he picked me up every Sunday morning um, for Sunday school. So I even scared to go through the pit road now in an armored truck. So, you know, but those days, Frankie took the chance. All right. All right. And I need to thank him for that. Bless God for that. All right, excellent. Always for some, 
Calvary Bible Church has always been blessed with excellent Sunday school teachers. I mean, um, I think of people like Brother Leslie Roberts, and, um, who was very instrumental in my life, and um, Brother Paul Sodom, who had surgery today. He spoke to him this afternoon. He's doing quite well. But um, getting back to the ladies, um, Sister Sally, I, there are a couple of things that come to mind when I think of you in, in more recent years. It's been um, the art of constructing a very a Johnny Cake like you've never tasted before. Because as, when I visited men's, oh, just, just turn up the volume, sorry. I visited men's meetings on Saturday mornings in recent years. So Sally used to provide the, the Johnny Cake and stew fish for the men. And we had a good laugh about that the other night. She said, Wilfred, I, I, can't, I can't do that anymore like I used to. But there's something else that stands out as well. I saw in the booklet, in the church booklet that was produced for this occasion, that there was someone else that actually began the nursery ministry. I don't remember who it was, forgive me, but I always thought it was Sister Sally. Give us your first introduction to the nursery as a as an attendant I can't remember the year that I started the nursery but I remember being there many many years taking care of little kids and I see them grow up and I um, remember the Cartwright guy I can't remember his name at the moment but um, I used to I used to beat him because he wasn't I used to beat him because he will not listen so when I told his mother that, the mother said, you should have given him another cut because the one cut didn't do nothing about it. So, but now he's a grown man, and, he's, and he's, he spoke well, well in our church a couple of months ago, I think it was. I wasn't here, but I saw it on, on the tape, and I thought it was very, very unique. And Brother Fred Arnett, his two boys were very, very bad also. He's <laughs> so, crazy. But the mother told me, just do what I have to do, make them mine, you know. And there's so many others that I, could, I can't remember at the moment, but um, I can't remember the many years I've been in the nursery, but I've been there many, many years. And one Sunday I was home and I said, you know, I need to hear some preaching now because I've been hearing a bunch of crying. So I told um, who's I was in charge at that time, I said, I'm going to leave the nursery because I want to hear some more preaching. So I did, and um, I can't remember if this is Karen Rogers or took over from me, or I just can't remember. But um, every time I go to the nursery now, I always remember my little children that I used to mind. I didn't spank them if they didn't need the spanking, but if they did, I, I generally give it to them. And the mother always thanked me for it. And I always remember Alan telling me that was very good because they needed that if they were very rude. But some other mothers were a bit upset if I spanked their kids, but I did anyway. <laughs> I, I, I don't ever remember being spanked by you, but... Um... I don't think I mind you. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> But I, but I always remember, I mean, among, I mean, these, actually the three of these ladies, I mean, when, you know, when we were the younger ones at the church, somehow when you saw them, you just, you just immediately gave them respect. You know, and that's, that's an art, of course, the church, similar to society, that's, that's a kind of loss thing these days. Okay, um, any, any other comments from either of you ladies? before we wrap up this, this, this part of the evening. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you speak for me. <laughs> 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 
Um, oh, yes, I know. Go, go right ahead. <laughs> I can remember as a child, 10 years old, my memory goes back to then, when uh, my parents' home was used every Friday afternoon and night to make the Kong fritters, the Kong salad, and the coconut ice cream. Right down in front of here is a display. That pan is the actual Kong salad pan. The can opener is the original can opener. And the meat grinder is the immediate, the original meat grinder. Yeah, for the fritters. I also remember Sister Vera Saunders. Sister Vera would get orders every week. And back then, I was the skinniest little stick, right? Those of you that remember me. <laughs> right, Brother Tommy used to call me to stand sideways so he couldn't see me. Anyway, um, Sister Vera would get all of these orders. And I was petrified of dogs. And every Friday night, after opening all the cream and milk and everything, I would have to go to deliver these orders. And, of course, the ice cream was okay for a while, but then when the dogs started to chase me, I would be flying and that screaming to the top of my voice. When I would get back to the house, I would tell my mother, I'm not doing it again, only to be loaded up again and go in a different direction. And that would happen every week. And then after that, when I would get home, after everything was finished, we had to clean up all of this. So I took my vengeance out on those stiff comfort of hands, cleaning, cleaning. Next week, I'm going to Bahamas Youth Camp. I'm going to find somebody to go with. But, of course, back in those days, you had to do what you were told. So that was some of the good memories that I had on... My sister Janet, now I know why you're so short. I've been trying to figure it out. She is a workaholic, still trying, but she is one true saint. And you know that when you can live with someone and you know their Christian walk, well, then that's the lady right there you need to see. She has always displayed, displayed her Christian life in front of all of her family. And up until today, she will do anything anyone asks her to do. And I love you dearly, Janet. And of course, Sister, Sister Janet Parks was one of the first secretaries to the pastors of the church. No, she was about the third. The third. Sister Weech, Benona, and then Janet. Okay. And Benona right. was my first cousin. All right. I was named after her mother. She, she's probably my second or third cousin. Close. All right. Um. Boy, but Hamilton like Mike, eh? I said, but Hamilton, hold on. You like Mike? You're going to have it soon. I want to thank all of you here, all of you at Calvary Bible Church, because this church family has been a rock. You all don't know what you all mean to me. I mean, 
uh, in March when I when my husband was so sick at Cleveland Clinic and he was hospitalized and I called him. You all had a chain going, and only God know what that meant to me. I want to thank you all. I love you. You know, this church is the only church in the Bahamas that get along with, you know, like he, my soap. The, the nationality, the color, whatever, it don't really matter. But guess what? The ones who just come, you should have been here before. We had a deeper family thing going on. We had one family thing going on. It was serious. I'm not saying it ain't good enough, but boy, you all should have been here in the 60s. We had something going on. To God be the glory. I want to thank every one of you. Wow, wow, man. We could not have written a, a better ending to this this part of the evening. Um, I believe, but you you still have to stay in place for yet a little while longer because, like I mentioned to you, I'm sure we've got some questions from from this side. Uh, another trivia, I believe, is the trivia is next, and the prizes get better and better. I believe. Yeah, the, oh yeah, the prizes are going to get better and better. I have two trivia for you. One is musical and one is historical. So we'll begin with the musical trivia. And this one is for two round trip tickets on Bahamas here, I guess, to wherever they go. And they go a little further than Paradise Island, so it should be all right. You need to let me know who's singing. So was that not according to the answer that was given to me? No, it's not. No, Shirley. <clears throat> not often I get a chance to tell her no. No, Shirley. <laughs> no, it's not. Hold on, hold on. Let, let me check my answer. I don't think so. <laughs> oh, sorry. like that answer, Sister Wish and two others. <laughs> well, no, let me come here first. No, it's not. It's not Enos and Diana. Nope. Sherry Pinner. Nope. Nope. 
No, no. A lot of people seem to think so, but no, it's not. important for you to tell them you're looking for the name of the trio, not who is in the trio. Oh, name of the, the name of the trio. That's the name of a trio. I'm just giving an answer here. Yes. No. Yes. Lopez. I don't even know what the Lopez is. Someone's got it, the Lopez. Who are the Lopez? Tell us who the Lopez was. I, I couldn't speak to that at all. I couldn't speak to that at all. Yeah, I couldn't speak. You have to give me an answer that's on this bit of paper. Huh? Alright. I'm sorry. Okay, but thank you. Very good participation. This has a round of applause again. Now, this historical question is aimed at persons 13 to 19. So I hope you walk in the birth certificate or whatever. <laughs> 13 to 19. And um, your prize is not very full. Wow! I told you to get better. Wow! And the person who shouted, I means I am close to this one. <laughs> I think that's where we got it. I think I'm going to Now, no prompting from those of you who are overnight. Give me the name of four Calvary Bible youth pastors in order. Beginning from the earliest. 
to the present except for the ladies. Pastor Clint, Brother Victor, Pastor Sean, and Pastor Terrence. No, no, no. No, I need them with water. With water? Mike Thompson, Clint Kemp, Pastor Sean, and Terrence. How old are you? 19. You? I just turned 19 yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> yesterday, you don't qualify, my friend. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not joking. Let's run that again. Uh, Mike Thompson, Clint Camp, Pastor Sean, and Terrence. There we go. He says four in order. That is four in order. That is four in order. Guess what? Google it. <laughs> I'm only kidding. Did so that's right? Yeah, if it's, it's not right according to the answer. So that's the answer you want. Okay. What's right is what's on this paper. No. 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 That's no. 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 You know, Mr. Walton had a chance already, so let's see. Come on, try again. Come on, try again. Oh, here we go. Hold on, I'm coming back to you. Almost there. But I have to say no. Mike Thompson, Clint Kemp, Victor, and Sean. No? No? No. Close. I was close. Which one is out of order? Which two is out of order? I lose, but I don't want to lose again. Up the age. Actually, that'll go down. Up the age, then. Come on, let's go. But we have to expand this a little bit. Up the age. We don't have the age of it. Does it matter if it's on the way? Yeah, we need it in, in that particular order. That's, this is a black area, man. You gotta work hard. You know? Hold on, hold on, folks. Good try, good try. But he didn't have the title, so they can't call him the So you're going to have to move over the 
age. Yeah, we're going to take the age off from 19. So let's look at anywhere between 13. Uh, as a matter of fact, it could be anywhere from age 1 to 25. Okay, you're 25? I'm 25. We need to see your words again. They said, Dale Lima, Mike Thompson, Clint Champs, and Mr. Robert. No. You accept that? Wonderful. That's acceptable. Mike Thompson or Dale Reimer, Tim Kemp, Victor Roberts, and Terrence Pittman. I have to tell Terrence what happened to Sean. What happened to Sean? What about Sean? Sean was before Terrence. Sean was before Terrence. Sean before Terrence. That's what it is. Sean was before Terrence. Don't shoot the messenger. Thank you very much. The comeback is going to be a grand prize for you. A grand tribute for you. A big prize. So get out to history books. Okay, uh, just, just a quick, just a quick 10 minutes of questions. It's only a third. It's not going to be a third. No. Before we wrap up. The fox was wrong. Yeah. Can't do nothing about that. Yeah, actually, the fellow who did the book. Hello,
started in 62 and the church was dedicated in 65.
children's church and what she called children's church on Wednesday and we used to have close to 100 children over there on a Wednesday night. So when um, I said earlier we found it, I wish somebody could tell me we were there. I mean, anyway. <laughs> Um, was close with um, my parents. Um, consequently, I was close with her also from an early age. I got close again with um, Sister Vivi and my wife um, to a junior church with her for many, many, many years. You know, and the um, kids loved them to death. And I think um, you could the influence that she and uh, the others had on the young kids coming up in church, they respected the, uh, the, the, the facilities, the ministry, and um, she was one, one of a kind. Toward the end, of, um, when she was ill, again, we were close, of course, we'd um, um, pick her up and take her home, um, pick her up for church and take her home. After church, and she was, she was a true saint of God. Yes, I, my best memory is Sister Vivi was her with her accordion. Most people in here now wouldn't remember that accordion thing, and she made beautiful music with that. But she was mother to everybody in the church. Was that Sister Vera? Sister Vera. Um, okay, sorry, Sister Mary, go ahead. This is going to be a very difficult one for me with Granny. Sister Vivi's husband was my parents' best man at their wedding. So, needless to say, we go way back. But since most of you have said other things, when my children came along, both of my children's grandparents didn't live in Nassau. So Granny was always considered as their grandmother. And they, every Friday night, she would, Friday afternoon actually, she would call me and she'd say, Murdy, you and Scott go out tonight and bring me the children. And I'd say, no, Granny, this is your day off. She said, I don't care, I want the children. And when we'd go back to pick them up, her and Sister Vera, because many of you know Sister Vera lived with Granny, um, they would be having Sunday school. My children would be doing the flannel graph, and they would be telling the story, and Granny and Sister Vera were right there listening, and they'd sing and everything else. And they have very fond and deep mem memories of her, and so do I. But... I was also privileged to spend the last couple hours of her life with her. Okay. It's okay. It's okay. She was a precious thing. That was all I could say. Okay. Um, okay. Okay, thank you. Thank you, everyone. Um, 
there's very, very, very little you can add to that. Um, you know, Sister Vivi was able to relate to all of us across the whole spectrum of ages. I, I mean, um, in 1987, when my sister died, I remember Sister Vivi calling our house on the day of the funeral. And she said to me, and she put it very, very, very plain and very simple. And I don't think Sister Vivi had a degree in theology. But she loved the Lord and she knew God's word. And she taught us how to love him too. And she said to me something that was very simple made a, a whole lot of difference. Wilfred, if your sister were invited to Buckingham Palace, would you not be happy for her? And I said, yes. And she said, well, she said, well, that's exactly why, like what's happening now. She's been invited to see the king. And not only see him, but she's going to live with him. And that was it. That was the end of the conversation. Made all the difference in the world. There was not a better way I think we could, we could end this discussion tonight. And of course, these poisons are available to, you can pick their brains and just chat with them after, afterwards. I believe they did an excellent job. <laughs> Sorry, Sister Marie. Include one other person that we've forgotten, Go right and that is Sister Inez Edgecombe. Thank you. Very, very well said. Um, if you look around the room, there is only a sample of photos that have been developed and preserved over the years. Feel free to take a look at them. Try not to touch them. But, of course, that display that's right there, um, put together at the last minute by Sister Moody and Sister Eleanor, I believe before we wrap up and enjoy some of the refreshments, things that people from Calvary used to eat in, the, in years gone by and used to drink, like the motor oil punch we used to drink at camp, made by Brother Jerry. It quenches your thirst. I mean, don't ask me what's in it. You won't, you won't, you won't want me to tell you what's in it. I don't think he'd want to tell you what's in it, but I know. But beautiful stuff. Um, feel free to enjoy. Sister Ellen, I believe you have a... An announcement, and then I'm going to turn it over to Brother Jerry, and then Errol Farquharson will close with prayer. Oh, and of course, the big trivia right before Errol closes, Errol closes in prayer. Uh, before I do that, let me just make an explanation from what Wilfred said. When we used to go camping in stockaders, we used to carry Kool-Aid for the boys to drink. And on the last day, whatever was left, Brother Michael Thompson and I decided whatever flavor was left, we just mixed it all together and put it into the igloo. And so the boys called it motor oil Kool-Aid because it had Grape, strawberry, orange, you name it. It's all mixed together. One other thing I will say, one time we were camping up in Rose Island, and the same thing applied. Whatever was left on the last day, we were going to eat. And so we had a half of bologna sausage left that we used to fry for breakfast. So said, what are we going to have for lunch today? And one of the other leaders said to me, Jerry, let's cut this up 
put it in the pot with some tomato sauce. We're going to have steamed sausage. And Larry Egg said to me, Jerry, there's no way in the world I'm going to eat that. And let me tell you something. That pot was licked clean that day and they were looking for more. But that's what it was when we used to go camping. But um, I just want to wrap it up with, I have this letter sent to us by Brother Brian Marie, who is the chairman of our association. Unfortunately, he had to go off the island and he is still off the island, but he wanted to send this of his reflections of Calvary Bible Church. Um, so I'm going to read, and Brother Clam is going to come and read some of it with me, because it's a little long, but I think it will give you an idea of some t- the times in Calvary Bible Church, the early days. Because there was an air of excitement and anticipation about this Sunday morning. Over the past few weeks, my father, Carl Marie, had been noticeably pensive. At times, he appeared almost distracted, even to a young boy who was not yet ten years old. I knew that something big was happening this weekend. Sundays in our house was always the same. In the morning, we would go to Sunday school and church. Then there was Sunday lunch with the family. And in the evening, we would go to church yet again. I remember thinking as a young boy that this was a lot of church for one day. After the evening service, we would usually visit friends or family for coffee and food. And end the day back home, watching a little black-and-white TV, if the weather was good. We had no satellite or cable or direct TV. And it was it or miss whether we would like, whether we would see little Joe, Adam, or Oscar Cartwright on Bonanza. It was Tuesday, the 11th of September, 1962, And my father said that this Sunday we would be going to church in a car showroom next to a gas station. That sounded like fun to me, who had sat through endless church services and long service in a real church on Collins Avenue. This sounded like a little adventure which would break the boredom. I was not sure of the details but I knew that my father and mother had joined others in Father and Brother Beach in starting a new church. I later learned that this was the issue which was preoccupying my father during the first weeks of September 1962. First Sunday, the 16th September 1962, I found myself actually looking forward to going to church in the car showroom. My father seemed nervous and my mother was openly wondering who would show up at the evening service. We actually got there early that evening, which was most unusual, and at the appointed hour, the service began with over 400 people in attendance. I could not pretend to remember much about the service, 
But now, 50 years later, I recall with pride and thanksgiving that I was present and was there when Calvary Bible Church was born. After the service ended, I sensed a great feeling of relief in my father as we left the car showroom, Pinder's seminizing service, happy and excited. As a young boy, those days were simple, and if my parents were happy, then so was I. Life was less complicated, and old-fashioned values were still important. That night, Sunday, the 16th of September, 1962, we were all happy. Church that night was interesting, even for a young boy, and we felt good. Going home in the car that evening, my family and I had a real sense on that night 50 years ago, I had witnessed the inauguration of an institution which was to have an indelible and powerful impact on my life. And that was to provide me with spiritual, biblical teaching which would literally save my soul and positively influence my decision throughout my life. I say with genuine personal conviction, thank God for Calvary Bible Church. Without it, I do not think I would be the person I am today. I remember moving into the tent, the construction of the building, the fundraising, the weeknights which I would help to pass buckets of cement to the men who knew what they were doing, the conch salad and the homemade ice cream, the night swimmers at Monocue Beach after a hard day, night pouring concrete and swinging hammers and lifting blocks, the Sunday school classes under the trees and the unforgettable spirit of community and unity amongst us the people attending Calvary Bible Church. Yes, I was only a boy, but I wasn't. But not even a kid could miss the palpable joy and commitment and sense of togetherness which permeated all of the activities of the new Calvaryites during the early days of the building of the church. There was a feeling that everyone was involved in something bigger than the sum total of our efforts. The steady and encouraging leadership of Brother Weish and his quiet and gentle way of motivating his followers ensured that the work progressed to achieve the final objective. The entire project was God-inspired, and there was never time in our history when we as members of Calvary Bible Church were more united or committed to harmoniously working together to achieve God's plan. Back, based on my recollection of those days and of the many conversations about that time over the 50 years, I remember as a young boy feeling part of a community. I do not invoke these memories merely to chronicle the history of Calvary Bible Church or to appeal to a sense of nostalgia. The real point here is, a, is to remember that we did what we did and how we did it with God's help in order to recapture the best of times to accomplish further goals and objectives for the kingdom. Our work here at Calvary Bible Church is not over. God has more to do with us. And through us, yes, life has significantly changed since the 60s and 70s. It is not easy to return to those days or to recapture that spirit of unity of purpose and vision, which characterized our early days. But the greatest honor that we can bestow on Pastor and Sister Weish and all who have toiled in the vineyard here at Calvary Bible Church is to use this celebration of our 50th anniversary as a platform to launch the next 50 years with a renewed sense of commitment and unity to work together to achieve God's plan for this church. That would be a wonderful tribute to the legacy of our founding members.
As I got older, I particularly remember CTFC, Calvary Teens for Christ. I was now a teenager, restless and searching to find my identity. Like most teenagers, I knew everything about life and was focused on being my own man. It was an important and interesting time for me as sublimely I was forming myself, my core values and belief as a result of influences and experiences involving people and activities around me. On Wednesday evenings, we had a youth group meeting at Calvary Bible Church, which developed into CTFC. I developed friendship at CTFC, and our activities and times together spilled into two or three other weeknights. The leaders of the group were Edison Pinder and Alice Albury. They were genuine in their dealings with all of us, and it was not until much later in my life that I realized that under the guise of Evan Fawn, we were all actually learning about true Christian values and building life-changing memories which would influence our future life. CTFC provided much-needed stability and a feeling of belonging to a cause, which is so important for young people. It also provided us with safe and edifying activities which kept us occupied and away from other antisocial distractions. Here was the unmistakable example of Calvary Bible Church through Edison and Alice and CTFC doing what the church is intended to do, positively affecting the life of people. In this case, scores of teenagers in a way which brings them into a personal relationship with Christ. For me, Calvary Bible Church met the need of an ambitious and curious teenager going through the turbulent and challenging times of his early teens. Much making efforts to get Edison and Alice together as an item. When this did not work, I recall that around 1969-1970, we teens heard that a new pastor was coming to Calvary Bible Church and that he had an attractive daughter. We waited for his arrival with much anticipation and we resolved to ensure that Edison would meet her before she could develop an, an interest in any other man. Eunice could not have known at that time but even before she arrived in Nassau, the young teens at, at CTFC had predestined, predestined her marriage to Edison. I fondly recall the courting and sometimes amusing events and surrounding the early days of Edison and Eunice as we teens at CTFC all participated vicariously in their relationship which culminated in that, their marriage. We had endless late-night conversations and debates about all the things important to teenagers as Eunice baked cakes, cookies, and pastries to keep us going. One memorable experience was getting stranded on Rose Island with Edison and Eunice only to be rescued by Basra in the early morning hours. <laughs> Throughout the experience, Edison seemed to be only concerned with meeting Eunice's father back at the dock. 
it was not the best way of making an impression on your young, on your future, your young future father-in-law. Another life-changing event for me was my first trip to Word of Life in New York with other teens from CBC. I have never forgotten the many lessons learned on that excursion. Today, the young ministry continues to be a critical part of Calvary Bible Church. Speaking from my own experience, the church can have a powerful influence on young people. And over these 50 years, I'm confident that there are many others who can join me in saying that because of the ministry of this church, Calvary Bible Church, and its impact on me throughout my life, and particularly as a young teenager, I am heaven-bound. My parents were founding members of Calvary Bible Church. My father was on the first board of the church in 1963, and he was also on the first church council in 1966. He was a treasurer of the church for many years. I was fortunate to have godly parents who brought me up in the church. They were loyal and committed members who together with the first group of followers provided the foundation for the development of Calvary Bible Church. Today we stand on their shoulders and acknowledge their contribution to this ministry, while at the same time giving thanks to God for his faithfulness and his blessings over the past 50 years. I am sure that all who have been a part of the journey of Calvary Bible Church can join in the exhortation, Great is thy faithfulness, as we ponder the blessings of God throughout the history of this church. After studying abroad in England for some years, I returned to Nassau and to Calvary Bible Church. And today, as I said, Brother Brian Marie is the president or chairman of our church association, which is the legal body of our church. Brother Harold. Thank you. Come on, let's give a round of applause to Brother Jerry. All right. Good. Brother Jerry said, he said, Brother Clem, you know, I just got this from Pastor Lee. I haven't even had an opportunity to look it over. He said, I, I think I'm going to need you to help me read this. <laughs> huh? Who is it? Oh, Pastor Lee is not here because he's not well today. So please, keep him in your prayers. Right? So, Brother Jerry, if you saw this 20 minutes ago, I just saw it 5 minutes ago. <clears throat> I think we, we did well, didn't you? All right, good stuff. And now, if you'd look to my right, I guess it would be your left, you'll see a lovely-looking gas grill. I, I can only assume, I'm told that the, this trivia, this music trivia, the winner will receive a lovely barbecue gas grill. And that could be the only reason why this piece of equipment is here tonight. So you could put this in your pocket and carry it home. But before you do, you're going to have to tell us who is singing. Again, I don't, we don't want the individual's names. It's the name of the group that's singing. I won't tell you whether it's a quartet, a trio, a duet, or quintet. It's going to be up to you. Give us the name. So let's have the music, please.
The Johnson Trio. I told you, I told you, brother. I told you, brother Wilfred. I know this one is going to come apart. That's 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 right. That's right. Please put this in your handbag. <laughs> the Johnson Trio. Wonderful. Wilfred, back to you. Right. Okay, congratulations. Who, who won that? Um, Bernice, congratulations. That is compliments of Bahamas Welding and Fire. Of course, Bahamas Air Tickets, um, just, a, just a whole number of sponsors. Bahamas Fast Fairs, of course. Very, very quickly, just after, um, just before Errol dismisses us in prayer, just a bit of housekeeping before we go to the line for, for snacks. Most of, most persons that have asked the rest of us, what do we do? Do we come prepared to eat steak and, and, and the rest of it? No, you don't, but you just get a light snack and they remind you of what happened 50 years ago, what we used to eat 50 years ago, or what they used to eat 50 years ago. You can still go to Wendy's afterwards if you like, or order pizza, but it's just a very, very light snack. Um, I've been asked that the first Calvaryites will be served first. That is the persons from Yes, 62, who came in 62 to about 75. Just get those out of the way first. Those persons are obviously older. And from 1976 on, yeah, but sure, but sure, because some of us was here from, yeah, yeah. But um, now I'm going to turn it over to Sister Eleanor, just, and, and in about half an hour, we're going to wrap up. We'd like, so after we eat, and we're gonna, we hope that you men would give us some assistance in putting the chairs back in place. And you'll probably be out here be, well before 9.15. Sister Eleanor. It's money to help to build this church. With, we would do quilts, and you would put your, um, the money in your quilt and, or give a donation, and then we would auction the quilt off. The next way was, um, they every the ladies would make aprons. Now this one was made especially for me by Sister Janet Park. Thank you, Sister Janet. And what we would have would be pockets on the apron, and you would get donations from people and put in your pocket. Now I have a pocket here, and when this pocket fills up. Tonight, I, go, I bought my basket. I could put the money in the basket and keep putting it in the pocket. But this was one of the ways we raised money to help to build the church. And then we would auction the um, aprons off to, for, um, to raise some more money. And that was what. So if you want to put any money in my pocket to re- for the... I think it's for the, 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 the food that you eat tonight, a little donation, and that is, the money will go towards the benevolence fund. Am I right, Brother Wilford? Right, yes. You're welcome to come and take a look at my apron, and then maybe some of you could get some ideas of how to raise the money too. Thank you. One more thing before you go. This here, is one of the hymn books from the first service, Redemption Hymns. And then when it got real hot in the sanctuary, 
we had these BOAC fans that we used to, we didn't have no air condition, that, but the, air, the BOAC fan would help to cool you down. Thank you. Thank you, Eleanor. Appreciate it. So who had a good time tonight? Did everybody have a good time tonight? I mean, I learned a lot tonight. I mean, I really appreciate everybody that participated. And I hope we don't wait for another 50 years before we do something like this again. Because, I mean, history, unless you write it or share it, you know, you lose it. And, I mean, we have a lot of history here that in this Calvary Bible Church. And I'm glad to see a lot of the kids here tonight. And I really hope that they were listening and paid attention to it and hear, to hear about how this church started and they're learning throughout this month about the, 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 the tight-knit uh, community that this church was built on so that we continue to move forward. We can actually go get back to that time again and even become stronger. So I think tonight was a very good example of our theme words that we have for this month, you know, passing on from one generation to the next. And we really appreciate everybody that participated tonight, our panel especially. Let's give our good panel another hand. Of, we really appreciate you guys. Thank you very much. Of course, we want to thank Wilfred. Wilfred did a good job with um, uh, IMC tonight. We appreciate in organizing this event. For the Clem, you know, I mean, giving away prizes, man, I guess no, nobody's better than him, giving away stuff. So we really appreciate you, Brother Clem. And then the ladies tonight with the food, we really appreciate you. And all the, our guys, uh, audio, visual, they're doing an excellent job again. We appreciate that. And for everybody that's here, of course, we thank you as well. Because without you, you know, it wouldn't be an event at all. So we really appreciate it. And uh, right now, I'd ask you to join me in a word of prayer as we close out and ask God to bless our food. So, dear Lord and Heavenly Father, we do thank you again tonight, dear God. We give you praise. We give you honor. We give you glory, Heavenly Father, for who you are, dear Lord, and for what you mean to us. Dear Lord, we just thank you again as we continue to celebrate these 50 magnificent years that you've blessed us with at Calvary Bible Church, dear Lord. We thank you for the first year until this last year. And, Heavenly Father, we just pray that you continue to be with us as we move forward into the years to come, dear God. Thank you again for each member that's here and for the part that each person plays in this church to make it a whole body. We do thank you, dear God. And Heavenly Father, I pray that as we go here, as we leave here tonight, that you go with each one of us and keep us safe and protected, dear God, to, to, to join back up with our families. We pray a blessing upon the food. We pray for those that are prepared, it, Heavenly Father. And we pray that it does our body good. And dear Lord, we will continue to give you praise. We give you thanks. This is my prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.